Welcome to episode 18, Happy Halloween, a story mode, a video game podcast brought to you by Fan Critical. I'm your host, Jesse Munro, and I am joined tonight by the voluptuous Keelan Simpson. You're right, that was bad. And the ever-virile Simon Evans. I mean, we're not even that close to Halloween yet. I thought you were going to say, I'm not even that virile. <laughs> no, whatever. We can agree on one thing, Keelan is a voluptuous. Yeah, you got oh, that yeah, right. 100%. Them hips don't lie. How you doing? Yeah, good. Um, it's been a very, very interesting week of news and games. It has. This this is a big old episode. Yeah, surprising amount of things happened. Mm. It's almost like there was meant to be a large gaming event like two weeks ago and it didn't happen and Ooh. all the developers had stuff prepared. I don't know, you, you, yeah. You'd swear that would be the case, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. We had the EA showcase. They decided to come to the party with... Okay, they come to the party as in... You know, you're like, hey, can you bring something? And somebody brings, like, half a box of Eden Shapes. So they brought something to the party. Just wasn't much. Uh, so... I want to preface this with the fact that... Okay, so Andrew Wilson um, is often quite mocked as being called Android Wilson because he looks incredibly robotic. And Jesus yeah. Christ, that was... It was creepy. It was eerie. I was so creeped out just staring at his face. He has big pyramid scheme energy about him. He really does. Yeah, I I thought he was going to send me some sort of like shake. $5,000 a day working from home. With these shakes. (laughs) (laughs) So, first off, all, we have Apex Legends with full crossplay and Sims 4 heading to Switch. Yeah, cool. Excellent. Um, Great. I like I like Apex Legend. Yeah. You can play it anywhere. Sweet. However, we saw with Overwatch that not all games can really make that leap. No. Um, with the with the Sims one, actually, because they were talking about the Sims community, I thought that was a really nice, wholesome, pure little message. It, it was. was like, oh, yeah. I, I, I play to do this. I play to do that. Blah, blah, blah. Let's be honest. Not everyone was telling the truth there, because if I was on that, it would be, I played to creatively kill people without consequences. Yeah, I, I was thinking the exact same thing. It's like, oh, you know, you can create the life you've always wanted. I'm like, have I always wanted to drown people in swimming pools? <laughs> yeah. I mean, sure, I just don't have a pool. <laughs> I do, but it's not worth it. Trust me. Um, speaking of just fucking wild things. Joseph Farris, Mr. Fuck the Oscars, oh, yes. himself has announced a, a new game from Hazelight. It's called It Takes Two. Mm. Um, Hazelight are the team that made uh, a, a Way Out that came out last year, year before? Two years ago, I think, yeah. Two years ago. Yeah. Fuck, I'm, I'm so old. Um, and also know? they made uh, Brothers. As Brothers. Well. Yes. yes. Tale of Two Sons, which, yeah, um, it looks... Looks pretty cool, actually. I'm looking forward to seeing a bit more of it. Yeah, I mean, so the game's called It Takes Two. It's about a young girl trying to cope with her parents' divorce by creating an imaginary avatars of her parents that have to work together to solve, I don't know, a riddle. I don't fucking know. The way he described it was insane. Yeah. I just loved how he described himself. He goes in this, like, weirdly ambiguous accent. There are passionate people. There are crazy people. And then there's me. I love him. He is someone that the gaming industry needs. We need that life in our developers and but, stuff like okay, that. Okay, could you yeah. imagine Agreed. finding his profile on like a dating website? Could you imagine him on Tinder? That's his catchphrase. That would be. Which is the which, which way do you which way do you do you swipe for like you know the 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 booty call the right or left? I mean, 
The thing is, right? If you, if you, right, right. super yeah. like, is super yeah, yeah, like you, a thing. You swipe Joseph to the Ferris, right. Joseph if you're listening, and we know you are, I would super like on you. Yeah, because you mean, know how to party. My I friend. would, but I'd be very, very scared as well. And you know what they say? It takes two. Hey, <sighs> the game. Next up, we had a game from Zoink Games. Oh, that didn't roll for tongue as well as I no. thought it would. Mm. They announced a game called Lost in Random. Um. Yeah. Very unique love, art style. Very, um, yep. It made me think of uh, Tim Burton, and I mean that as a compliment. Yeah, yeah no, uh, exactly, I completely agree. Very Absolute Tim compliment there. And I like um, Dicey. Dicey looks adorable. So. It, you're like you're you're going around doing like I think it's like some sort of like chance based gameplay. Okay. And your little buddy's little dice is like, oh, what are as, you gonna do? You gonna roll? Like, can you roll? Like, I know where the three is because where your arm is. Is this chance now? I don't know. But the thing is, okay, um, as someone that plays Dungeons and Dragons, if the combat is based off dice rolls. I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> We're going to just have fucking PTSD. Um, one of the big announcements for the whole show, and this was actually leaked last Monday, I believe. Star Wars Squadrons, and I'm very, very excited for this. Uh, Star Wars Squadrons takes place um, after Return of the Jedi. It is a squadron-based um, single-player and multiplayer there's space fighting game. Yeah. Okay. So there's some bits of it which I really like, and I think uh, overall it looks very, very nice. But um, when they said, "Oh, cosmetics," I went, "Oh God, if there's going to be microtransactions." And then as I was thinking that, literally the next line, "Blast Pass." I was like, "Oh God, there it is." Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, if, if just cosmetics, I've said this a number of times. If they want to do microtransactions on cosmetics, fine. Doesn't bother me. If you want to buy it, sure. If you don't, don't. It's when it's pay to win. I'm, I've got issues. Um, now, Star Wars Squadrons will have, um, in its multiplayer aspect, will have dogfights, which is just a 5v5 deathmatch, and the multi-stage fleet battle, which looks really interesting. So mm. a fleet battle starts off with a, a dogfight. I'm assuming the winner of that then takes the, the attack position where they fight, uh, where you have to destroy two smaller vessels. And once you destroy them, you take on the, the, the flagship. The, the big boy um, and there is a scene in the trailer where you see a a destroyer coming out of the clouds oh it looks so goddamn pretty I'm very excited about the fact that it's VR support as well VR mm. support and joystick um, support but I'm also which... mildly concerned about how motion sick is this game going to make yep. you okay. so there actually was a there was a uh, Star Wars fighter um, VR sort of tech demo I guess that came out a while ago I played it I'm lucky so I wear glasses. I can't see in real life very well. However, I, I guess the payoff is I can do any VR and not feel motion sickness because I guess my brain's like, hey, fuck it, you can't see it properly anyway. Who gives a shit? <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be doing barrel rolls and shit like this. Uh, you know, I say that and you watch, I'm going to break door hernia playing this game. Uh, don't yeah, know how yeah. I was going to play it really wrong um, um, I'd like to very, sorry, just like to very quickly correct myself the blast pass was for another game not for Star Wars Squadron that was my mistake there um, I guess this game could be having, uh, having a blast pass yeah. because it looks fun mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know that something that really interests me with the fleet battles it, it begins in a social hub where you can discuss your battle tactics that's just going to devolve into people talking about dicks yeah <laughs> right. fucking A if I can, okay, I'm gonna have my VR on. I'm gonna get a joystick. And I'm like, hey, shoot him in the dick. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be Aim worth for the penis. The hundreds of dollars I've paid for the VR, the joystick, and <laughs> the dicks, <laughs> and the dicks. You've got the dick attachment to your VR. <laughs> That's the joystick. 
Um, next up, we got Madden and FIFA. They didn't really show much. It was just like a sizzle reel. My, but cool. my notes on this are just more sweaty people. Yeah, it was just like, <laughs> hey, right? cool. The, the the yearly franchise games are coming out yearly still. Okay, Crazy. cool. Um, then we had a tease of next gen. Um, we had, uh, I, I guess, a mention at the very least of a new Dragon Age game. Cool. A new Battlefield game. Cool. And a new Need for Speed game that if it looks anything like that CGI, although they said it was made in-game, if it looks anything like that, oh, I'm in. Because I, I paused in that moment where it's got like two cars in the salt flat. And I, I couldn't tell if that was real or not. Mm. And I'm still having trouble working that out. Again, I can't see very well, so who knows? I'm pretty certain that those were all sort of in-game renders, and it looked pretty impressive. It looks good. It looks in line with yeah. the technology EA has. And closing out the show, we had uh, probably the biggest, yeah, the biggest reveal. People are really excited for this: a new skate game. Now, I'm saying a new skate game. I'm not saying Skate Four because they didn't say Skate Four. So I don't know what this could be. This could be a kart racer for all we fucking know. <laughs> Um, you know what's wild when I was looking into this? So they said a new skate game is in early development. Skate 3 came out 10 years ago. Guys, we are so old. Fucking hell. We are Seriously? old and decrepit and beautiful. But 10 oh. years ago. Remember that 10 doesn't years feel ago, real. The world that- was left on fire. Yep. Um, I love that. So the two guys who, who were talking about skate obviously worked on the original um, and the sequels. Um, one of them with this cool hat on, like big... Um, uh, oh, what's that? What's that scene for that film where he's like, "Is it the skateboard?" It's like that meme. Fucking hell, I am nah. old. I'm trying to. I'm the trying Steve to explain memes. Guy? I am yeah, Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Oh, you know, Steve how Buscemi, do you do, fellow yeah. kids? Yes. Yeah, he had like that energy to it, but yeah. this guy seemed rad. Um, he got really excited. He's like, "We we can't believe that you commented this into existence." So, hey, maybe the 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 ground sort of wants this game. But it's also that groundswell sort of disappeared a little bit with like Tony Hawk. It's like, yeah. new game. fuck off, skate. Fuck off. Yeah. I think, I think, I think it's, it's different crowds, different generations. Mm. I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll gladly be playing both. Now, this was quite a lackluster showcase. However, I can see why, and I don't mind the thinking behind it. They don't have anything to bring out launch, launch time. EA is notorious for rushing games that bring out substandard games at times. Mm-hmm. I like they've been like, hey, you know what? Fuck it. This year's a write-off. We're not touching this year, really. We're not going to promise anything. They do over-promise and under-deliver. Next year. I don't mind. They had to do something. It's E3 time without an E3. All the developers are doing something. Everyone expected EA to say something. Did they have um, to do a 50-minute long video presentation yeah. with presenters and their CEO <laughs> talking and blah, 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 blah? Did they need to do that? Could they just not no. have released the videos on their YouTube or something? Because, I mean, they didn't announce it. They still want hype. They still want hype, though. They still want people to get excited about Apex. They still want people to get excited about you know, Sims. But, they want to show off these indie games. I, mm. Why don't... It didn't excite me. If it, However, if, I saw it almost as a necessity. If I may, just for talk very quickly, um, because I rewatched oh, wow. it again today um, after ch- failing to get through it yesterday because I got that annoyed <laughs> at the presentation. Um, look, it's not Greg's fault, okay? As I clarified in the pre-show, it's not Greg's <laughs> fault. I don't blame him. It's a very shit script. Anyway, um, at the it was time, cheesy as hell. It, at the time that I made uh, I made my note, which was literally just before one o'clock um, WA time, so about three hours ago. It was at 22,000 likes on YouTube and 33,000 dislikes. 
Yes, however, people hammer on EA to a very unfair extent. Remember a few years ago when they got voted the worst company in America? Yeah, where they got voted was, the worst company in America fucking for three years think, consecutively, that Jesse. Is, that's that is the problem. That is disgusting, and that's the sort of aspect of gaming that I really can't get behind. No, but it was and three I think it, it's consecutive the same thing. It, it's cool years. to beat up on certain companies. The Ubisoft one that we're getting next next month will have the exact same ratio because it's cool to hate on some of the big companies. Now, EA does fuck up a lot. There's no doubt. However, it's one of the things that I've said a few times. I hate... That hate has become a currency within gaming. And I think it's one of those things that it's cool to hate EA. Okay, yeah, no, there's 100% many um, valid criticism of them um, regarding crunch and microtransaction and rushing against it. And like I said before, overpromising and undelivering. The, the abuse of their staff, mostly. Mm. That's my problem. Yeah. There's so many things. But it's almost like people are more interested in just being like, fuck them, than, hey, this needs to be fixed. It's. I don't think... No, this isn't everyone. Like I said, I there are many, many valid criticisms against EA and Ubisoft and all that type of stuff. I just hate those people who are just like, oh, everyone's, everyone's like bagging them out. I'll jump on board. Don't... Don't do that. I can't... I, I don't know. That just pissed me off a little bit. I've I mean, look, it's to sort of take these uh, events as they are. And if there's something good that I like in it, then great. If not, I'm mm. basically going to ignore them. No need there's to pay much attention there's a few to it. things a few things I thought were really good, such as squadrons and also Rocket Arena, which we I don't think we touched on. Oh shit, um, Rocket Arena! I've got a note here for Rocket Arena. Yeah, um, that's that's where Blast Pass came yeah, from. It's right, my notes yeah, for Rocket Blast Arena. Blast Pass Rocket Arena comes out July fourteenth. Uh, it's a third person competitive hero shooter, and you use rockets. And that's it. All right. Just rockets. Uh, <laughs> I think it'll be all right. I don't think it's going to do fantastically, but it seems I think it's this company's like this studio's first game, and for a first game, I think it looks first very game, it looks. Actually, no, given nice. that, it looks nice. For, for a first game, I think it looks pretty cool. So, yeah. I mean, I think it'll be worth checking out. But, um, yeah. Overall, uh, there was a comment actually on, in the YouTube uh, comment section, which I thought na- like nailed this, which is this entire presentation was the equivalent of a meeting that should have just been an email. <laughs> an email. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that is... That is perfect. Yeah. Um... Speaking of emails in our digital future, whoa, what a transition. Cyberpunk and delay. Uh, yes. <sighs> look, guys. Okay, look, it's sad, but um, there's no such thing as a bad delay, right? You can you can release a um, a bad, broken game, and then it's going to be bad and broken until you, at least until you day one. Don't say Duke Nukem. Don't say Duke Nukem. I was going to say Duke Nukem. <laughs> I'm like, don't Bad say delay, it, don't but I, for one, I would much rather prefer a complete functional game to be released yeah. on the very first day. Hundred um, percent. And I, I like the honesty in the statement. Yep. Yeah. And that's that's exactly the vibe that I'm getting from CD Projekt Red. Um, yeah. They've decided um, to delay it from September 17th, which was the revised release date, um, up until November the 19th. That's an interesting mm, date, isn't strange it? Strange date that one. Hmm. Mm. Ooh, mm. I wonder what could mm. that mean. Tim, mm. I don't know, guys. Do you think something my, else major, <laughs> or like it might be, you know, uh, like launching no, around that be, time? That's going to be coincide the, with something. Hmm. Nah, I think that's going to be the quietest week of gaming history. Not apart from nothing. Cyberpunk. Nah, nothing, nothing else is going to release. Nah, nothing, nothing, nah. right? Not at all. Do you guys <laughs> reckon this is the uh, Xbox Series X or PS5 release date? Um, I reckon it's probably Xbox. 
I, I believe Xbox, the previous Xbox consoles have been launched on that date. There, there was at least one that was launched that. It's either, sorry, it's either the PS5 or the Series 1X, or, or Xbox, sorry, as a whole. They've had a previous launch on November 19th. Mm-hmm. That date holds some significance. Mm-hmm. It's usually so, like November, yeah, I, think. I think. So, I don't know, I guys. I think that's... that's it's going to be sign. one of them, okay, either so, way. This, this is something I don't mind. So, if it was coming out in September, a lot of people, myself included, would have had the whole problem. Not so much with Xbox users, because you have that upgrade and stuff like that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I, know he, I knew you were going to get me with that. But, it's like, do I get this on PS4 or do I get this on PS5? Hey, my decision's been made for me. PS5 it is. Baby! Cool. Nice I'm looking forward to it. This game's going to be great. I'm going to enjoy the hell out of it um, whenever it comes out. So I appreciate them taking the time and paying yeah. the attention to detail necessary to do the best possible job. It's good. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely support that. Now, Keelan, as you were talking, I was trying to work out a good segue to the next one. I'm like, oh, will he end a, a sentence with something that could be turned into a Pokemon? And, um... No. No. Silent no. Pokemon. <laughs> Got nothing for that one. Ah, uh, okay. Um, I go can Pokemon this. go to hell. Ah, there it is. I'll go through this uh, pretty quickly. Um, we had a Pokemon presentation on, I think it was Tuesday. Um, and it was mostly pointless. There was one good thing that was mentioned when that was Pokemon Snap. Yay! But then the entire thing and all of the goodwill got completely undermined because they were like, oh, also we'll announce another big project next week. Why? Just tell us everything in one go? But like, but it, it kind of depends. If, it, if they're separating just into two, two different events, because I think... Actually, maybe we'll talk about this at the end, what your, what your theories are for what will be announced next week. How, if they're doing two presentations, I agree with you. If they're doing, like, maybe three, maybe four... Okay, do it as a series. I don't. I don't. I don't yeah. hate that. But I mean, they didn't say, "Oh, this is the first they, one." Yeah, they, the I, think, I think you've got a point. They they did need to say that. However, yeah. Pokemon Snap, baby. Okay. The first one came out in '99. Yeah. It's taken, why is it, why are it's games taken 21 old? years to get a sequel? However, I am actually going to criticise this version of Pokemon Snap as well because, and this isn't the concept or anything, but Game Freak are idiots because they missed out on the perfect console to launch a re-release or even a remake of Pokemon Snap, which would have been the Wii U. And because the, the controller. That, yeah, and the fact that they didn't is still now, the biggest missed opportunity I, ever. I think I know where they're going with this because I completely agree. When that didn't come out on the Wii U, I'm like, your control is a fucking camera. Like, yeah. <laughs> that goes hand in hand. Um, and then even... I mean, I'm, I'm hoping this version also can be connected to Pokemon Go in some cool ways. But do you think this will work with Labo VR? Ooh, that's, uh, that's a now good... Now, just, just for context here, I've been spending the last few weeks building a Nintendo Labo, and it is probably the... It is the best thing to happen to gaming since 3D graphics. <laughs> Cardboard. It's fucking rad, man. I made a steering wheel. I don't even have my license. You can't stop me. <laughs> but... But, okay, so just to sort of break down the presentation very quickly. So it starts off with Pokemon Smile, which is an app designed to help encourage healthy teeth brushing habits in young children. Cool. Whatever. They're making they're making some positive use out of the Pokemon IP. It's a yeah. massive, massive franchise. Cool. Pokemon Cafe Mix. Um, <laughs> I like the art style. I think it looks very cute. Um, 
And then it also made me think of Pokemon Link. It was a game on the DS where you had to... Essentially like oh, the match yeah. three and then they yeah. disappear. And the more you match, the more points you get, etc, etc. Made me think of that initially. But then when I actually saw the the actual gameplay, I was disappointed because it looks like it takes no skill whatsoever. You just waggle your finger around in the middle of the screen and hey, that's it, you win the game. Cool. So it's like a, a puzzle game, Simon? I think it's meant to be, but it doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like there's any... It is- it's free though, right? I think so. I think it's it free. To- yeah, whatever. If it costs more than thirteen more than f- cents, fuck yeah. off. Yeah. If I could um, run a cafe home. with Pokemon, I would become a Pokemon fan again. That's just that sounds like my. Who would, would be well, a chef? That's the thing. Who would be my chef? Yeah. Um. What's the one with the tongue? Got a big tongue, Lickitung. so therefore he's got good taste. So he's got to be a good chef. Lickitung. Oh shit! That's actually a very good thought. I didn't think of that. That's what I done. But do um, all chefs have good taste? <laughs> you kind of hope they do. Yeah. Depends on the level of your restaurant. If you're doing like a cafe, I think you'd have a champ, a lot of hands. Oh, see, I was thinking probably Bulbasaur because lots of vine whips going around and. Oh, about a victory bell because it's got vine whips and you can also throw the shit fruit in the fucking mouth and be like, "You're fired, you idiot! You stupid plant, get out of here!" Gordon Ramsay meets Pokemon. A little bell sprout's going out. <laughs> fucking like, like raw! Fuck yeah, I'm in for this now. So, just to get back onto Pokemon Snap, what do you think about? So, the original was made by HAL Laboratories. Mm-hmm. This one is being made by Bandai Namco. What do you think? Um, I, I feel there's probably like one person at Hal Laboratory is like, oh, my day will come. Yeah. <laughs> Pokemon Snap Two will be mine. <laughs> They've already been designing stuff. It's like, oh no, Bandai, no. No. Um, look, overall, I think it's a good move because Bandai Namco uh, are way more willing to put manpower into these projects than Game Freak are. Game Freak have shown themselves that they are. Uh, unreliable and untrustworthy when it comes to handling the Pokemon IP. Which brings me to the next Pokemon thing as well, which is, again, a different company handling this, and it's getting... It's doing fucking fantastic with Pokemon Go, new Pokemon Go stuff. Oh, yeah, shit, Mega Evolution. Yes, Mega Evolution. It's getting more attention in Pokemon Go than it did in the main series. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) Let's be honest. Yeah, I didn't like how every gen there was a new like evolution system thing or whatever. I, I um, liked Mega Evolution. It was cool. I really it was liked it, and then it just fell to the wayside. They were like, eh. "How bummed would you be though if you were working on Pokemon Go? It's like, okay, guys, we've got this massive update for Pokemon Go. I mean, it's not like anything's going to come along and make sure that people can't walk the streets. That would be fucking crazy. <laughs> I, like I, something that affects everyone across the globe. No. Go uh. Pokemon Stay." Stay the fuck home. <laughs> well, there is actually a Pokemon Home, which we still haven't... Oh, no, 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 sorry. We've got Pokemon Home. Pokemon um, Home, but... Pokemon Sleep is something that was announced like a year or two ago, and we still haven't heard anything about. So I don't know what the fuck that's about, but hey. Um, and then it goes on to the Sword and Shield uh, DLCs, which... You've been playing. I've been playing the Isle of Armor, and it's pretty cool. There's a lot about it I do like, but there's just as many things that I don't like. Let's start with, I'm actually, because I know you are quite uh, disillusioned by what you got with Sword and Shield. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Massively. Massively um, disappointed. Mm-hmm. The fact that you haven't come out and said, nah, tra- trash fire game, has got me really pumped to play it, actually. <laughs> so, Look, I, 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 I want to hear your positives first. Okay. So, overall, um, it... So, some of the difficulty scales according to where you are in the base game, but it's 
dependent on the amount of gym badges you have. So if you start this DLC and you've only got four gym badges or three gym badges or whatever, that's cool. It's going to meet that sort of challenge for you and Pokemon will be scaled accordingly. Um, if you have all eight badges and have completed the game, then it doesn't really scale any higher and it's kind of a bit meh, but whatever. Um, the main island itself is basically one huge wild area, so the, so the open world, free camera movement, like Pokemon that. popping in and out and stuff, you know, that is the majority of the I island. Mean, it's probably really the cool. best part of Sword and Shield was that. Oh, the yeah, best yeah. New, new feature. 100%. Um, so, you know, there's basically more of that, and it's really cool. Um, and there's lots of different Pokemon that are in the game, uh, like in, in the DLC, and there's plenty of things to do, plenty of things to collect, plenty of things to find, and it feels a lot more vibrant and a lot more alive than the base game did. The base game felt very barren and shit. Um, this feels pretty cool. Um, the new rival that you get is... An arsehole, and I yeah, like that. Yeah, bring him back. I, yeah. I, the rivals lately have just been like, I mean, they're, they're for just, one, Hop, Hop needed just a hug. And the last few have just been like, we're friends. Yeah. Are we? I mean, what? like, I'm, I'm playing this game to kick you into the dirt. I don't want to be your friend. I want to destroy you. And then this yeah. guy comes along, or this girl, depending on your version, uh, comes along and is like, hi, yeah, I'm going to absolutely pretend to be lovely to you, but secretly, I really hate you. Yeah, it's like, I have huge dreams. My, my dreams clash with yours. Let's be best friends. Oh, wait, you killed my best friend. You literally blew a fireball at him. He's dead, and we're not going to actually quite say that he's dead. We're <laughs> fine still. Do you want to hang out? I have all do these you, other friends. They're fucking as annoying as I am. and meet one of my other friends? Like, no, no, I don't. I want to yeah. get on with my Pokemon journey. Anyway, um, so yeah, like with with that in mind, like, um, and after a certain point of the DLC, you get to um, have your Pokemon, the first Pokemon in your party, follow you around the island, Yay. which is really nice. And that's a thing that should have been in the base game, should have been in every Pokemon game since Heart Gold and Soul Silver when they initially sort of set that up. But yeah, they didn't, and yeah, I'm glad it's back. I'll put it that way. I'm very glad it's back. What aren't you liking? Um, it's still easy as shit. Um, I, yeah. I, <laughs> I completed the game and I basically dropped it as soon as I completed it. Is it slippery? Um, no, it's just smelly and you don't want to hold it for too long. Um, <laughs> take that. <laughs> um, but no, so like the base game, once I completed it, I just, I left it alone until this came out. So okay. my Pokemon were barely over level 60 and... That's where the level cap for the for the scaling reaches. It only reaches up to level sixty. So if you're so if you're someone that's been you know sort of hammering this out and sort of constantly going back to it and leveling up your Pokemon, doing shit, blah blah blah, you've probably got like several level hundreds. This is going to pose no challenge to you whatsoever. This is going to be completely pointless, um, other than getting the new legendary. Think oh I hate that I, I I'm really on the record here. I think in science, if you ever make a cub through, we'll try this. I think I could kick its ass. I reckon I could beat it in a fight. Yeah, probably. I mean the child. I could beat yeah. most child, children in a fight, I reckon. I'd pay <laughs> to see that. I mean yeah. just fight kids? Yeah. Yeah. I reckon I could fight like eight. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Eight kids, kids at once. Kids, you're talking yeah. about a Pokemon. Oh my gosh. Whatever, kids are just Pokemon. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> All Throw they do is say their name. <laughs> 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 yeah. Ah, cop that. Um, um, 
there's a few other things I really don't like still, such as I think the movement of the game is just too slow. Um, the different Pokemon that pop up, the pop in and pop out is still awful. Rough, yeah. Like, awful, awful, awful. Um, the story is still pretty linear and pretty handholdy, and uh, they could have handled this a lot better. And uh, admittedly, some of my negative feelings do stem from the fact that half of this shit wasn't included in the base game. But come on. Like, uh, Game Freak have pissed me off to no end with this, yeah, with this for one, game. The, to me, the biggest fuck up that Game Freak did with the whole Sword and Shield is, okay, you're going to base this game in the UK and you're not going to have a Pokemon based on the St. George Dragon? Yeah. Or, or, or on Loch Ness? Like... There are a lot of there's a lot of like mythology and stuff that you haven't tapped into, and it's been very strange. Anyway, um, I think Pokemon and Game Freak find themselves in a really strange position where it's it's core not its core audience, its original audience is older. We're we're yeah. now you know getting close to thirty. Fuck, we're old. Why do I keep reminding myself of how old I'm getting? <laughs> Jesus Christ! But you know we're getting on an age. They're still making kids games, and it's at that point where it's like. It's, it's at a very interesting tipping point where it's like, hey, do we make a game that caters to the people who grew up with the original 150? Or do we have to kind of leave them where they are? Which I think is what they're doing. I actually think it's the right thing to do. I and we disagree. focus on kids. I disagree because the um, consistent studies have shown um, the highest purchases and the highest spenders when it comes to Pokemon as a franchise are the young adults that grew up with the games. So if but they how long if, can they maintain that? For as because long as they put the effort into it, that's the problem, is that they refuse to put the effort in. Game Freak refused to hire more stuff. They've only recently announced that they're actually hiring more stuff for this new project that they're going to announce this week coming up. Um, and this is the first time, I think, in about five years that they've actually openly said, hey, we're hiring more staff. They have a very small team, and they are the team behind the games of the biggest media franchise of all Time. There is no excuse for them having a small team. It is just because they're stubborn and don't want to let go of the past. But small team or big team, like who's it? Who's their target audience? Like if they keep following us as we get older, are we going to be in our fifties and get Pokemon Logan? Hell like you're going to yeah. be all black and white noir? Because I'll play the fucking shit out of that. Exactly. Holy shit! I'm on your side. <laughs> yeah, side you tried to Fuck prove you, me. Freak. <laughs> Treat me like an adult. Treat me like an old man. Hurt me. <laughs> But that's the thing, because they keep they keep going, oh, no, it's the kids that want to play it, it's the kids that want to play it. No, it's not. It's us young adults. But that, who I are think they, they want interested. kids to play it. They want to start. But that's the thing. You can do their market. You can do something for everyone. You can do something for everyone. You can. Have no, they, your, they can't. They tried to with so Shield. They can't. Well, no, but that's the thing, because they tried to do it all in one game. Whereas you have your different games which do different things. For example, Pokemon Coliseum, Pokemon XD. Those were awesome Pokemon Man, RPGs just, on the GameCube. They were fucking great. Just and they had give a slightly Pokemon more, Stadium. Yeah, right, but they had a slightly Fuck more yeah. serious tone. And it wasn't a as kid-friendly game. Like, for fuck's sake, Pokemon Coliseum opens up with a dude blowing up a hideout of a criminal gang. I'll have you know, they have given multiple Pokemon... Pokemon? Guns in this one, okay? Sniper <laughs> rifles, hand right, cannons. We, we don't need fucking Shadow the Hedgehog too. Get oh real now, boys. I, I want that. Actually, speaking <laughs> of, there was a very uh, intriguing thing in this, in this uh, presentation where... Um, who was presenting it? Oh, I can't even fucking remember. Mr. Pokemon was presenting yeah. it. And behind him, he had a bunch of plushes. Now, a lot of the plushes were from Johto, which is making a lot of people believe that... Um, 
the next presentation, we're going to get a let's go, um, let's go Johto. I really All hope right. it's not. I don't mind that. A lot of people want the Sinnoh remakes. I want the mm-hmm. Sinnoh remakes. That's what I But behind it was a very intriguing thing. There was a yellow Pikachu, and there was an all-black Pikachu, and as far as I know, that all-black Pikachu isn't from anything. No. So I am... You give me a you give me Shadow the Pikachu. We're about to get gritty. Damn. <laughs> but the thing is, right, if that was a hint at like Shadow Pokemon returning, which was the main mechanic behind Colosseum and XD, I am here for that. I will I've been saying for ages, and half of the fucking Pokemon subreddit agrees with me, that having um Pokemon XD and Colosseum remade or remastered and brought to the Switch would be incredible. Like absolutely incredible. Now, just to go into our last... I mean, we normally do three bits of news, but it's been a big week. There's a bit of news being announced tomorrow. We're recording this on the 21st of June. It's a Sunday. By all accounts, it's going to be announced tomorrow. We usually release on a Tuesday. <laughs> so, we're going to miss out on this. So, I think I want to get you, your thoughts about the Crash Bandicoot leak. So, um, according to a Taiwanese rating board leak... Crash Bandicoot, it's about time. Love that name so much. Good name. Uh, will be re- released on October 9th. Um, this is being made by Toys for Bob. They're the guys who brought Excellent. Skylanders. So they know their way around Crash Bandicoot. Do I love what they did with the Crash Bandicoot and Skylanders? Eh, not really, but they've taken the tattoos away. Now, the no. description of the game has appeared on this rating board. Um, it, it, quote... Crash is relaxing and exploring his island in his time, 1998, when he finds a mysterious mask hidden away in a cave, Lani Lolly. The mask is one of the Quantum Mask and apparently knows Aku Aku, Crash's mask friend. With the Quantum Mask returning and a Quantum Rift appearing near our heroes, they decide to bravely lead through to different times and dimensions to stop whoever is responsible. Fucking A, I'm in. Time mm-hmm. jumping. Crash. I mean, what is with games being about like time and stuff lately? I'm I'm all off <laughs> yeah. for it. Because the whole world wishes we could go backwards in time from right yeah. because this is coming out tomorrow, but people will only be listening to it afterwards. Um, let's just guess. Okay, I want. Let's just make it sound good at first, just in case it's good and it's bad afterwards. Keelan, you can just edit it. I'm assuming you can just edit this on the fly <laughs> as we go down the track. I'm sure you can. First up, let's just imagine it's good. Whoa, that Crash Bandicoot trailer was, was fucking crazy. I didn't see... I honestly didn't think that Kanye West could play Dingo Dial. But you know hey, what? Blew look, me I'm, away. I'm really, really surprised at the fact that they made Benedict Cumberbatch be the voice of Crash. Mental. I, I didn't expect it, but also the mocap from... Um, who played Gollum? Um, Andy Circus as yeah. th- as the like the crates, he can right, sit it, still. It looks awesome. Yeah. He can sit still. Okay, now let's just imagine that that trailer was um was bad. Uh, more like Crash Bandicoot, waste of my time. I can't believe mm. Benedict Cumberbatch is Crash Bandicoot. That's fucking bullshit. Yeah, jeez. Like, why, and Andy like, Circus doing the mocap for those boxes. He can't even sit still. What a wanker, guys. They're going to make us buy another 50 fucking pieces of toy plastic to fill up with clutter in my house? God, no. No more toys to life. I find (laughs) it weird that you have to pay to win. Like, I'm not paying $52 for a jump button. That's fucked. I mean, okay, the $30 for the spin attack? Sure, but I'm just going to spin in one spot. I'm not moving. No. The one thing that we can say, Jesse, the one thing we can say is that this game sure does look like Crash Bandicoot. This is this sure is a Crash Bandicoot. 
about time <laughs> coming out like October 9th. Okay, Keelan, you could just edit all that together. I think you have enough there. Some yep. hot takes. That's, you can that's just cool. Stitch yeah. it all together. It'll take right, a while, cool. but yeah, we'll make something work. Ah, what a, okay, what a wait, I'll give you another one. Keelan, that sure was a good edit job you did. Break. Keelan, what the fuck, man? That was shit. Break. <laughs> all right, cool. You can edit in whichever one you need when you edit yeah, this. Yeah, cool. I think, I think he's just going to go for the. <laughs> yeah, he's going to go for the one that inflates his ego the most, of course, because why wouldn't he? I called him voluptuous at the start of the episode. What else do you want? Precisely. <laughs> Y'all absolutely right. know that's going to be the clip at the end of the show, right? Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I'm cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Main story time. Main story? Main news, whatever we call it. Uh, a certain game came out last week. A certain game that I've been excited for. A certain game that seems to coincide with a week of annual leave I took from work. Crazy. Crazy that, coincidence. The yeah, Last the of Us Part 2. Now, we're going to be... I'm going to be... I've played it. I've been playing it since Friday. I went and got it on Friday morning. Um, Got me the special edition. Actually, not the special edition. I got the, the steel case. I like a steel case. I'm going to be super careful about spoilers here. I've played for... Just clarity here. I've played maybe seven to eight hours. However, I'm actually not that far into the game because I've been soaking it in. I'm going to be as careful as I can regarding spoilers. If you want to go in completely blank... Cool. Play the game, then listen to this. Always come back and listen to us. You know what I mean? Tell your friends about us. Um, but yeah, you're not gonna really learn anything you haven't learned yet. You'll just get my thoughts on things. Alright. So let's start off with what I thought of the original Last of Us. I think I'm sure I've mentioned this game before. Maybe. Big fan. Big fan of Last of Us. Probably my equal favorite game ever with God of War. I am a Sony fanboy, so of course I'm gonna love with the flagship games, aren't I? Mm-hmm. Um and that game has always stuck with me. It's a game that I can go back and just think about. I started replaying it. I didn't have enough time to fully replay it. But that game does something like emotionally to me that no other piece of media has. Like I, I teed up multiple times playing the first one. That game hit me really hard. Um, not just the sad moments that I think everyone knows the, the sad moments in the first one, but also the happy ones. I refer to a lot of the time, I refer to giraffe moments where yeah. a game has something that is just so out of, out of place, but it provides like a catharsis. You needed that. And that is the giraffe moment in the first one where Ellie sees the giraffe and you see this joy in her eyes. It's like, fuck, I didn't, you don't expect that from a video game. Mm. Now, I also played the Left Behind DLC, um, which added so much to Ellie's story. So much context to what she does in the main quest. The game finishes, the first one, and it has close to a perfect ending. And one of the things is like, does it need a sequel? The answer to that is no. (laughs) I No, I, I, I agree. I agree. Did that need a sequel? No. Did I want more? Yes. Did I maybe want a story told off maybe than not Joel and Ellie? Sure. I'll give you my thoughts on how that compares at the end of my little review here. Can, Overall, I just, can I just quickly say, Jesse, that I agree with a lot of what you said there. Um, I don't love The Last of Us, the first one, as a video game. I don't think the game itself is particularly fun to play. 
But the story that it tells, although it's like a well-worn story that's been told a thousand and one times before, um, it's it's filled with cliches. It, it's simple. It's filled it's with tropes. Simple. We, we need to admit that, but it was really, yeah. really well executed, like to the point where it's 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 like high level art almost. And the ending is as close to perfect as a video game ending can be. Yeah. And the, yes. I think it's one of those things that even though, yes, it is full of cliches and, you know, sort of borrowed moments and stuff, it... I think this applies to a lot of things. It doesn't matter how many times it has been done before, there are always ways to improve on it. And The Last of Us condenses that perfectly into a video game experience. Cliches and tropes are tropes and cliches for a reason. They work. Mm. So I think I've seen a lot of people say, oh, it's okay, Last of Us 2, to the point where I'm up to, full tropes. Is that necessarily a bad thing? I think, to me, that's not a criticism, that is an observation. Where it's like, yeah, I've seen the stuff I've done before because, yeah, of course, yeah, we've seen thousands of stories, not just in, on in games. We've seen movies, TV shows, books, stories. Story beat will repeat themselves. So, However, Jesse, the- I think. Uh, so, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I think the the point that a lot of people try to to bring to attention is that um, in different forms of media, when you're working with cliches and tropes like that, um, the truly excellent examples subvert those tropes. And The Last of Us, both one, and I'm, I'm not sure about two because I haven't played it, don't really subvert the tropes. I don't think you necessarily have to subvert tropes to be a masterpiece. I think it can help, sure. Because it's something different we haven't seen. However, I don't think um, sort of maintaining those tropes is, is a game breaker. I, I think it ruins something. Um, I mean, like I said, like, yeah. stories keep not- getting retold over time. Yeah, not necessarily ruined, but yeah. yeah. Um, part two, Last of Us Part Two, is fucking dark. This is grisly. It is brutal. It is oppressive. It is a slog to play at times, not because it's boring or anything like that, but because Jesus Christ, like if I understand why they pushed this game back, hoping that things would clear up in the world, because against the backdrop of reality, this game is a lot. However, it has its draft moments, which is good. I'm going to go through, like, kind of overall thoughts of the game, because a few things. Mm. Graphically, I think this is one of the best-looking games I've ever played, if not the best-looking game I've ever played. I cannot wait to play some next-gen hardware. Something that it does, and some... <laughs> Naughty Dog, to me, has always done flora really well. Trees, bushes, grass... Um, because I yeah, always I remember right. playing Uncharted 1 for the first time. It was the first time where I stopped and noticed these things. The game, the area I've, I've played through, and this is in trailers and stuff like that, so don't stress, you're playing in Seattle. And it's an overgrown Seattle. Nature's kind of taken it all back. Uh, which is one of my favorite things to see in any sort of media. When you have, like, buildings and stuff like that, it's overgrown with vines and trees and grass. Oh, my heart. Yeah. Love it. Hmm. Um, it looks phenomenal the detail the amount of the diversity in the ecosystem and the way everything is there purposefully and not just in the plant life i mean when you're going building to building everything tells a story this is not just a house you know you play games like okay i'm going to an old game but a game like skyrim you go to a house there is a bed a table a fireplace and a chair all right the house i understand these things represent 
However, you go to a house in The Last of Us and it's like, oh, a family lived here. This is the son's room. The son played baseball. There's a baseball bat downstairs. Stuff like that. I've it seen screenshots, Every- Jesse, of oh. little um, Warhammer figurines that were lovingly Warhammer figurines and crafted. Um, there are, you find a PS3. Yeah. I found multiple PS3s and they have copies of Uncharted, which it blowing my mind because there is, a, there is Last of Us and Uncharted happened in the same universe. There is a teaser in Uncharted 3 or 2, I can't remember, that um, hints towards the Cordyceps virus, but whatever. But I got to play, the, I, playing um, part two, I got to see a copy of Jack and Daxter HD collection. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, cool. So if I was in this, in this universe, I would have a reason to survive to play Jack and Daxter. It's these little details. Also, um, I saw on Twitter, there's a bathroom you can go into. And I don't know if you guys listened to the last podcast on the left, but I've written on one of the walls. It says, hail me, hail yourself, which is their sign off. And I'm like, fuck it, hell. Like, I, I love it so much. The environmental storytelling in this game is second to none. It is... You cannot compare it to anything I've played before. Animation is also pretty fucking flawless, especially facial animations. Something that Naughty Dog hasn't always got right. Um, Nathan Hale, I mean, he has done some awful shit, and that could explain the dead look in his eyes, but he's always remained... (laughs) His mouth moves well, his eyes never did. I am forgetting that I'm playing a game. There, this is acting. The voice acting of Ashley Johnson and Troy Baker make just absolutely dwarfs the the, the original. Um, it could just be because it's a heavier script. There's a lot more. It's a lot denser the script. Um, and unfortunately, I don't know who plays um, uh, Ellie's, Ellie's girlfriend Dana. I don't. I don't know who plays. Does her voicing? Phenomenal though. Really, really, really good. Um, <laughs> graphics <laughs> so because the graphics are so good it means the game is very very gory this is the most brutal game I've ever played At, I, when I first saw the trailer I'm like, this looks a lot that's what the gameplay I'm like this is a lot that I played I'm like oh no this is this is a lot by far the most brutal game I've ever played and it's the little details they have with that so if you hit somebody in the leg with a shotgun, that leg's coming off, and they're screaming. Oh boy. You shoot somebody in the face, it's not just like a little red mark in their face like most games have. Their face is gone. It's intense. It gives everything weight, which adds into the storyline, and I'm not going to go into... I'm not really going to touch on the story at all, because I want people to go into this pretty, um, pretty blind. Um... That gore can make you feel uncomfortable because, like I said, everything has little details. That's including the enemies. And not just the the clickers and such, which are gross. Holy shit, these wet men no, are I knew you were gonna bring fucking up the awful, again. okay? I'll, I'm up to a point where I've um, started coming up against an enemy that was shown off in the, in the gameplay reveal, the bloater. These big hulking messes that shoot spores at you and they, like... Um, sorry, not the bloater. The bloater was number, number one. These are the... Oh, I completely blanked on what they're called. Shambler. Shambles. Oh, yeah. Shambles. They shamble around. And, you know, one-on-one, they can be taken down. <laughs> but it's, it's when you get a mixture of enemies, they become really tricky. However, it's the human characters that you have a real connection with because you start 
they start to have their own stories as well. When they're talking to it isn't just like um, my 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 go to NPC um, villain line is always that I think that whore gave me the clap from um, Far Cry. And I don't know why I said it in, in like a Picard voice. Anyway, um, <laughs> have you guys played Far Cry? Yeah, but what the hell was that? He says it. It's like it's just the weirdest thing the NPC characters say. You go to like a base, and there'll be like four people saying, "Like, how many of you guys have the clap, man?" Like, get cannot cannot say I've heard that. Like medicine, in a game. <laughs> well, like pagan men, pagan men. Yeah, that ah, one. yeah, good enough. Um, <laughs> when you're talking, they're not just like, they're not just spouting one-liners. They're having conversation. Something I really like, you know, in some stealth games. So at its core, this is a stealth game. When you kill an enemy mid-conversation, the other person's like, oh, whatever. If you do that in this game, the person's like, Frank didn't finish his sentence. What just happened? And that they alert. It's a little touch that I haven't really noticed, at least noticed in other games. But that is what it is. Um, so every time you do these really brutal and I guess for lack of a bit term grounded actions against your enemies they have that additional weight that's what this game is this game is just adding weight to Ellie's story I want to talk to you about that idea that idea of adding weight to things so does it I mean you're killing a lot of these people in the most gamified way possible like tons and tons and tons of people just like you did in the first game like does it really carry weight like how long before it stops carrying weight how long before you've like oh i've seen all the animations that ellie does when she kills someone and now i'm like kind of over it i've seen how all the body that character models can deform and now i no longer am impacted by this it's just a a game that had less stuff going on like environmentally and story-based i think you were starting to notice that However, I haven't even paid attention to that. Like, that just... It doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? In isolation, yeah. those things that you... Yeah, you can bring attention to them 100%. However, within the grand scheme of what they've created here, I haven't noticed it. And it will get... I will ruin story beats if I say too much here. Every action that I've done so far feels deserved. So by the time you've killed a hundred human enemies, are you still going to feel the same way about killing I'll cross one? That. When I, I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. Um, I'd, I'd be very interested to hear. Mm. I think I will. Again, don't give away too much here. I think I definitely fucking will. <laughs> pacing is something that worry, people worry about with this game. I actually think pacing is had issues at, at times in, in um, Uncharted 1. However, Naughty Dog's actually, got, I think, gotten worse with their pacing. I think Uncharted 4 had some real pacing issues. It was bloated. I think I think I spoke about this actually like maybe two episodes ago. There's like an hour of that game, that, or an hour or two, maybe even three that could have been scrapped. I think Uncharted 3 also had similar problems, at least in my um, opinion. Yeah. This one, the way, again, not too far into it, but that's, it has the same repetition of like, here is a clicker section, human section, clicker and human section, puzzle bit, story bit. It just has that, it's constantly changing up what it's giving giving you. So at no time has it felt like it's kind of trudging along. 
Um, oh God, it's so it's so hard to talk about this without giving away major things. I'm so careful here because I'm just like <laughs> I, I avoided. You're struggling. I yeah, avoided yeah. so much stuff. Um, I can see the coming this game. I, I, yeah, I, you know when you like walk across like over like a river and you can want to step on the right rock so you fall in. I'm, I'm having that right now. I don't want to ruin this for everyone. Um, <laughs> gameplay wise, it's still it's the same thing. It's simplistic. Okay. Last of Us isn't a complex game. It's a rather simplistic game. However, I'm finding it it's a little bit more punishing. Stealth is harder because because of the AI. Your are you playing are, it on the same difficulty that you'd played? I'm not first playing it on the hardest. I'm playing it That's on the one below. Hard, I guess. Okay. Um, just because I, I wanted to be really really fucked up by the, by the enemies. Um, however, you can change your difficulty at any time, which I'll get to in a moment because this game does something very very special. Um, the AI in this game is ridiculously good. <laughs> just especially I'm up to. The dogs. Oh, I don't want to hurt you, them, but they're so how hard. How many have you killed? I threw a brick at one. Oh. Oh. What the fuck, Jesse? Jesse, no. I threw a brick at one and then basically just gave myself and like, shoot me. I deserve it. Kill me. Mm-mm. Um. Yeah, the enemies, human and clicker, are, are scarier than ever. Because of how smart they are. They hunt you down. In the first one, you could be like, oh, no, they, they, they've seen me. Uh, they're alert. I'll run to cover. I'm fine. Now, these guys are, are relentless. And they will, they will flank you. They will communicate with each other. They'll whistle to each other, which is terrifying. When you're walking and you hear, like, a whistle. I was going to try and whistle, but I can't whistle. And you hear a whistle, you're just like, oh, <laughs> no. Hell is coming to me. Jesse, the good thing I've, is... Go on. I have one very important question. As per the, the first one, when your AI companion is running around making noise and just fumbling around and rolling and shit, do they still, like, not get seen? Now, I think you're never going to have a game where and the AI will fuck you up. Like, your companion will fuck you up that much. Uh, because that so many times is inherently broken. <laughs> However, in the first one, you have a part where Ellie just runs in front of a clicker and the clicker's like, whatever. Um, this one, I, I don't know. Because my my companion has never been dumb enough to do that. That's the, what I'm asking about. Because yeah, like companions, yeah, you shouldn't you shouldn't you shouldn't you know have a consequence for your AI character being being spotted if you've managed to stay stealth the entire time, yeah. right? But you, yeah. you so also therefore, your cap immersion your, breaking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Your character, the AI companion, then should be far enough back that that's not going to happen in any way, shape, or form, or at least you won't be able to see it happening if it does need to happen. It's not so much that they're far enough back; is they are just smart enough. Um. Plus, they are not useless. They hmm. don't say who I'm with right now. Has saved my ass legitimately when I'm in trouble. Great. It's not the surface level stuff. Like I've had a clicker at my throat, and they've come through and just put a bullet in them. I'm like, thank you, thank you, my friend. <laughs> um, now, oh, getting, yeah. away, getting away. Like I said, you have your combat sections, and then you have your puzzly traversal um, sections. They, they do marry up. Um, something that's really nice because Ellie, you play as Ellie. Obviously, you're a lot more agile than Joel. You can dodge attacks now. Take a quick dodge, uh, you know, somebody's swinging a punch you and then stab him in the throat, something like that. Uh, it adds an extra level of 
adrenaline to your escapes. So if something's coming after you, you dodge them real quickly, you lay and tack into them, and then you start running, and then you can use, you can swim now, and there is a little nod at not being able to swim in the previous game, which I quite liked. Um, you can dive, you can swing from ropes, you actually throw ropes over, um, like, cross beams and stuff, you can swing across and stuff Ooh, like that. Jesse, best rope physics I've ever seen in yep. a game. Holy crap, it's amazing. Oh. <laughs> it looks really, really good. There are so many things in this game which are not so much, like, human animation, because the human animation is great, but animation within the world... Can animation within the world be Uncanny Valley? Yeah. Cool, the ropes are there. I would say so. They're uh, slightly too realistic. I don't like it. It makes me very, very uncomfortable. <laughs> um, something that hasn't changed too much is the crafting crafting system. Now, Keelan, I know you had, when we did our little preview, you had some issues about what's the point of the crafting desk. Yeah, why? Well, it makes sense. Me. It makes sense. You craft your consumables on the run, as you did in the last one. You craft your upgrades at certain points, very much like... Um, Oh, like Fallen Order, like you, like Fallen you Order. mentioned yeah. last time. Cool. Um, All right. And these things feel earned. Like, you really need to work hard. I've, I'm not too far in the game because I'm sweeping every single house. Um, because actually another thing that you will kind of worry about is how open world this game is. It's hard to describe. It. Do you remember? Do you guys remember the first one very well? Um, yeah, pretty well. There's a particular section. Um, I'm not quite sure how well our listeners will remember this one section, so I'm just going to get real niche for a moment. There are rows of white houses. You're in like the middle of suburbia, and at one, kind of at the conclusion of that area, you're at the top second floor of this building, um, and you're with two other people. I can't remember who they are, unfortunately. And they knock down a fence, and there's a bunch of clickers running towards the house you're in, and you're on the top with a rifle with a scope, and you're trying to pop them off. That whole section, you could probably, you could basically explore every str- every house in that street. That's what this game feels like. It feels like an evolution mm. of that. It's not like, hey, here's a huge open world with um, side quests and blah, blah, blah. None of that. Right. Um, it is, cool. you have sections that are quite open and you can go about them in multiple ways. It's almost like a wild area. Um, not really giving away anything too much here because, let's face it, it's one of the biggest um, gameplay tropes there is. There's a part where you need to find uh, oil, or, sorry, Pokemon. gas for a generator. Oh, mm. Of course. Yeah, yeah, right. And you have this mass- massive part of Seattle that you can explore. It's just it's completely open how you want to go about it. And it's like, hey, we need to go here. We need to go here. Let's try them both out. Try both out. But along the way, I mean, you find notes. And it's like, hey, we put a stash over here. Like at the corner of 7th and 4th, there's a stash of, of stuff. And it all makes sense in the context of what's happening in that moment that there are stashes left in places. You go there and it's like, oh, shit, there's a clicker here. I could have ignored that. I don't have to deal with this. But I would like a gun here. I would like some ammo here. So you go into it, but then you kind of pass that wild area, quotes, and then you go back to sort of more linear pathways. Linear sections. Yeah. So it's more like a like a central hub that like sort of has offshoots, kind of? Even, even, I wouldn't even describe it that way. It's like, hey, your linear path has opened up, but then your exit out of here is linear as well. So okay, okay. there cool. are multiple things you can do in this area. Um, that did worry me. But yeah, it, it's not as bad as it, people kind of thought it may be. It's a bit like in some dungeons and some games where, you know, you'll be walking down like a particular corridor, it opens out into a bigger room and then there's four yeah. different branches off and you have to pick one of those branches. And it sometimes it gives you that illusion of being very, very open in sections. Like you're walking down a street, it's like, hey, I can go through this house to get there. I can go through this street. And they all, they, 
merge up. So it gives you that illusion that you could have taken any path to get here, but you, you're going where they want you to go. Uh, really, really good, really good design. Um, nice. Going to combat a little bit. The melee, oh, it's tight, man. When you s- hit somebody with a hatchet, you feel bad. You feel dirty. Like mm-hmm. it, 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 it has like a certain wetness to it. I'm saying it. With oh, that wet. is like the worst, the worst thing. When you shoot like a clicker in the head and they're on the ground, you the way you, you know how in games like a blood will form just like a circle? Mm. It doesn't, it trickles along the cracks in the ground and it travels naturally. Oh, it is so unsettling. Oh, I got the heebies jeebies. Um, <laughs> melee is very fluid as well. Sorry, combat as a whole is very fluid, but the melee is good because you have that dodge, like I mentioned before. Yeah. Um, the gunplay is very reminiscent of the first one, which I still like because it adds to the survival element. You're not, especially as Ellie, you're not a trained soldier. Yeah, fair. It makes sense that you're at times a little bit clumsy. You are seasoned in your own ways. You haven't been taught professionally. Um, I like that. And it definitely adds to some of the shock. There are t- I've screamed at this game multiple times, like, out of shock. Something has just come out of nowhere, completely fucking blindsided me. I'm scrambling for weapons, throwing Molotovs at people that I didn't want to throw Molotovs at. <laughs> the good thing is the checkpoints are quite generous. I'm, oh. I have died many times because there are a lot of moments that, um, again, kind of reminiscing on the old one. Do you remember the basement of the hotel where you're Joel and you turn that generator? I think so. I think I um, remember. One of the most fucked up parts in the game. There are lots of parts of that. There are lots of absolute heart in your mouth moments that are just mm, so tense. Now, I want to touch on a few things here. This game's having a little bit of controversy. It is being review bombed. Do you guys know yeah. why it's being review bombed? I do not. Now, I heard, but I obviously don't know. I don't think this is the case, but because people were disappointed in the length of the game. So, if you look at on the if you look on the surface, um, you'll see people complain about the length. They complain about the storytelling, the dialogue, the voice acting. However, if you dive one layer deeper into the comments <laughs> of these same people making these comments, you find out where this is stemming from. Bigotry. Yay. Ellie's mm. gay in the game. Fucking A. Cool. Yeah. Great. People are mad at that. People have been saying they're going to review bomb the game ever since the moment it came out that she was gay. You know, That's something that dumb. they would have known if being the massive fans they are played Left Behind where it's re- it, she basically says it. Cool. Um, They're trying to claim that, you know, she's one dimensional. It's like you're angry because you're playing a female character. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of people say it. It's SJW non blah, blah, blah. Look, if you're looking at this game and it's like, hey, I don't want to play the female. I don't want to play it because she's gay. Blah, blah, blah. You know what? Fuck off. Don't play it. Don't review bomb it because you don't like like it. Deal with it. Grow up. I, the amount of comments I've seen on this are pissing me off so much. If I'm you don't so want to play dubious, it, Jesse. I'm so, so, so dubious about the idea of people not wanting to play it because Ellie's gay, but I'm not at all surprised about people yeah. not wanting to play it because it's a female protagonist. Oh, no. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Don't go on Twitter. Yeah. Don't go on Twitter because the amount of abuse that the Naughty Dog team is getting right now is horrendous. And if, if you are a person who thinks that you should be commenting at... Um, voice actors, developers, publishers, blah, 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 anyone involved with the making of a game because you don't believe in its, quote, politics, fuck off. 
You should be ashamed of yourself. I just I okay. I just hate things like that. Um, <laughs> going back to sort of earlier when I was saying I really hate EA. I hate EA as a company. I don't hate the individual. Exactly. I don't hate you know the developer. They are just people just trying to do work. You know, trying to do something they enjoy to produce content yeah. for you to enjoy. Um, nothing against them. I. So, first and foremost, if you don't like the fact... It's not exactly been a secret that Ellie was gay in this. Exactly. Like, from the second And did you know, did you know that Ellie is a girl? Oh, crazy. I can't believe they dropped that bombshell with part two. Jesus Christ. Absolutely I like it because I'm playing a character I've never played before. This is cool. I I saw a a joke the other day on social media, and... um, the more I think about it, the more true it is. And it was basically, so far as gamers are concerned, there are two of everything. You know, there's the standard um, character and then there's the um, SJW yep. character. Do, if it's not a straight white male, it is poli- it's, yeah, it's political if it's not that. It's like, yeah, do you it's, understand it's what you're bullshit. saying? Like, you're, you're saying that, like, <laughs> sexuality and gender and da-da-da or everything is political. So therefore, your, quote, standard is also political, you idiots. Yeah, okay. and uh, to even, to add into this as well, like I like it when gaming overall gamers can be fucking fantastic and some of the most inclusive and diverse people. I have the joy of knowing, but then there are ah, there's just these assholes that ruin it very, for very everyone. Loud. That upsets me because there's absolutely valid criticisms to be leveled at the game. And it is completely now, it's pointless because it's washed in all of this like rubbish that these people are putting through. Exactly. So if you're if you're trying to make a criticism, oh, I don't like the story length or I didn't like some of the gameplay or whatever. Cool. That's fine. That's an absolutely valid Criticism as long as it's coming from the right place, a lot, I've seen a lot of people it, double down. They're getting exactly. called out for their bigotry. It's like, oh no, I, I don't, ignore the last twenty tweets I did about her being gay. I didn't like it because of um, uh, it, it wasn't long enough. Yeah, mm, so we've got another that's... Gamergate situation on our hands again. Oh, it's about ethics it, it and journalism. A, I think I think it's that whole no. thing of like Gamergate is is, is dying, uh, but it's still going to have these little moments where it bubbles up. Just for context here. The game has a 95 score on Metacritic. Metacritic is full of flaws in, in, in its methodology. However, 95 on Metacritic, and the user score is 3.6. So yeah, if you're not shit. sure about if you should play the game and you don't want to trust reviewers, you don't want to trust user reviews, you don't want to trust your, your good friend Jesse Munro, which is probably the right call. Think about it. <laughs> Did you enjoy the first one? Yes? Play the second one. Um, now, that being said, I do have some complaints. The, um, you know, the, the sort of echolocation ability you have can be a little bit hit and miss. There's a few times that it's kind of fucked me up. I can upgrade it. I think maybe I have to do that more, but I have found that a little bit annoying. Um, there are moments where it gets a little bit repetitive when you go room to room and you're kind of fighting the same people. It can, it can get a little bit repetitive at times, as the first one did, as most games have moments where they do. Um, that could also be, I think the repetition becomes frustrating when you want that next story beat. Because the, the narrative in The Last of Us game is always going to be better than its gameplay. Just because... And that's not saying the gameplay is bad. It's just the narrative is above Very and beyond. Good. So mm. someone's like, just beat this fucking section. I need to know what happens next. Um, and a lot, the game is going to make you feel uncomfortable. 
You're going to be very unsettled. You're going to be disgusted. You're going to be horrified. It takes a lot out of you emotionally to play this game at times. This isn't a game you play for fun. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and it's actually, it's, it's actually more affecting than I expected it to be, to be honest. I don't know. That seems like a really fucking great reason, reason to not waste my time playing a game. That's fair. Hey, it, this, this game is not going to be for everyone. However, it can be for everyone. Oh, that was a, that was a decent segue to me. Um, yeah. My last sort of point about the game. The accessibility features of this game are mind-blowing and it makes me so happy. Now, accessibility isn't something that I need to worry about in my air every day. However, there's a site that I've come across lately. I saw a little bit on Twitter. I started exploring it and I love this. A site called Can I Play That? It's a site that's used as a resource for disabled gamers and developers wanting to make their game as accessible as possible. Basically saying, hey, if you have X disability, is this game going to work for you? Can you, can you play it? Um, I'm, I love... One of the things I love about gaming is that anyone can do it. So the more people can play games the better, because I think the best thing about gaming is the community. So when this game dropped with 60 different accessibility settings, um, can I play that? Called it the most accessible game ever. Awesome. I saw a video on Twitter that I was teed up about, because I I think it's one of the most beautiful things. It's one of those things that was like, okay, I really like this medium. Um, Steve Saylor, um, aka Blind Gamer, he's on YouTube. Check him out. Um, he is a, a legally blind gamer and when he was playing the game he saw the accessibility um, uh, settings he cried he burst into his crying basically saying this is what we've been fighting for for years uh, and it was just like a beautiful moment of like it's something you take for granted you know you, you play your games every day and it's like hey this is this is making me feel good Last of Us 2 doesn't always make me feel good but this is escapism. This is something fun. Whether it's Crash, um, Last of Us or Crash Bandicoot or Monster Hunter, whatever. Um, I want everyone to be able to play this. And the fact that developers are now taking that seriously is, hey, hey, we're not all the same. We're not all jerks. Exactly. Um, <laughs> some of the accessibility issues, um, sorry, settings include um, arrows pointing at the character that's speaking during a cutscene. Oh, that's really, really, really cool. Um, you can brightly, you can have settings change so you brightly outline your enemies, so you can you can see them. A game it can be very, very dimly lit. Um, something mm. I noticed actually from the get go when you load up the game, you know, you could do your brightness settings. Normally, mm. it just shows you like press until you can see the logo on the left. This one had three settings. It had like a dark scene, a mid scene, and a light scene, and you could tweak oh, them wow. all separately. It's like okay, cool. Some thank you. Some context here. Um, yeah, you can also customize every single button. Every single button can be customized and just swapped around. You can even make it so the game can play, be played one-handed. I yeah, love this really so much, and people, it, it kind of goes back to the whole secure argument of like, oh, should this have like more of a story mode for people who can't necessarily play the harder difficulty? And people are like, oh, no, it takes away from the real gaming experience. Look, play the game however you want, but the more mm. people who can play, the better it is for everyone. Yeah, 100%. Hey, Naughty Dog, good work. Um, Okay, let's start. I'm going to start wrapping up my my careful ramblings. Oh my God, I've been so careful doing this. I think I've done quite well here. I haven't spoiled anything. Have spoiled things or have done well? No, you've done well. You've done good. Well, I'm going to tell you exactly what happens now. Um, In sort of conclusion, 
The game has a lot of dark moments that I've touched upon, but it has a lot of those, quote, giraffe moments. It has a lot of those moments of just, like, levity and just light and hope that are really important for a game like this, because if it was constantly dark, I would have stopped playing by now. Because I would have been far too sad. But it has these moments of just hope and just it just makes you keep going forward. I really, really admire. Now, going back to one of my original questions, did this need to be made? The, again, the answer is no. Did it need to be made? No. Am I glad that it was? Yes. Because I didn't know that Ellie's story had this much more that could be told about it. I think Neil Druckmann's done an amazing job. I'm shocked how deep and important Ellie's story is, even only fractionally into the game. Um, Because she's not even dealing with like, oh, the world ended. She's 19 years old. She's also dealing with her own social stuff. And it's not done in a ham-fisted way. They marry the two things together. When she's talking to her friends and stuff like that and saying, basically they're talking about like, you know, when was the first time you killed, uh, you know, a a clicker? I was going to call it a walker. Goddamn walking dead. But a clicker. Like, that's the kind of conversation you would have with your mates, wouldn't you? It, it, yeah. it, it is remarkable how well they're written the character. Um, and it's, just to finish it up, I'm going to ask another question. Do I think it is better than the original so far? I've had this question on my screen for the last few days. And I can't answer it. And I think that's a good thing. You're going to have to finish the game, Jesse. I'm going to have to finish this game. Yeah. Now, there will yeah, be a... Not to give too much away here, spoiler free, but there will be a certain medium where you can, uh, you know, see my thoughts on the full spoiler review of the game. May have to wait a few weeks for that one, but you know, something, something could be in the works here. Oh, shit. Oh, mystery. mystery. Oh. Um, I'll answer that then. But the fact that I can't answer it about one of my, if not my favorite game ever, bodes very well. I am yeah. genuinely flawed by what Naughty Dog have done with this. If it, even if it's not my favorite game of all time at the end, it is still an absolute monumental achievement and well worth playing. It gets the Jesse tick of approval. Unless you want a happy game, don't play it because fuck me, this is sad. Speaking of sad, it's the end of the show, guys. Sad ending. Oh god, I, I, I'm sad talking about Last of Us, but I am 100% <laughs> about to go start playing it again. Cause Super sad hearing about it. Yeah, but I know it's definitely got my interest because this is a game I wasn't thinking about picking up, but. It's an experience. Yeah. It's an experience, I'll tell you that much. I, I think I'd need to replay Last of Us Part 1 first and then. Okay, actually, that. I mean, of course, if you want to play the first one again, go for it. Do I think you need to? No. No, but... But you I should, because holy I, shit. I, I never even fully played the first one. I watched Len play through it. Yeah, Do it. literally sat next to him. Um, yeah, that was that was really fun, like really fun experience. But yeah, I have not actually played it. So I think it's one of those things I should probably do. Well, play it and uh, tell me what you think. I'm very interested mm. Um, to hear everyone's thoughts and if you're listening to this and you've played it or you're thinking about playing it um, drop us a comment on, on Facebook and, and such like that just watch out for spoilers of course yes be real careful don't, that. don't don't be a jerk don't leave lots of spoilers I'll just delete them right. um, 
Now, if you want to listen to more of us, our, our bullshit, don't worry, not all the episodes are this sad. <laughs> Some of them are. We're on Spotify and iTunes. Subscribe, leave us a review. You can check us out over at, um, sorry, check out more fan critical podcasts, blah, um, on all good podcasting services. If you want to contact us, we're at story mode video game podcast at gmail.com. Facebook and Twitter, like I mentioned before, at story mode pod. Chuck us a message, tell us what you're thinking. Um, and we'll start over on Patreon. Uh, search fan critical. Drop us a few bucks. You get access to just a buttload of more shows. Um, and you also get access to the Discord server run by Simon Evans. You can have Yo. a chat with him. Tell him about the favorite Pokemon. Which Pokemon would work in your cafe? <laughs> None of the legendaries. You know, you know how I'd make work in my no, cafe? The I'd make kung fu work in my, my, my um, cafe. I wouldn't pay him properly. Because he's a little... <laughs> Jerk, I'm just a bad that's person. That's a crime now, man. Come on. Yeah, that, it's that, that always been sweet. a crime. <sighs> anyway. Thanks for joining us. Keelan, thank you. Thank you. Simon, thank you. Thank you. And to everyone listening, thank you. Be safe. A little kiss, little kisses for everyone. Um, thanks for listening. Have a good time and be the last of us you want to see in the world. I don't know what that means. No, that doesn't quite work. Yeah, fuck me, you know. Right, be good. Bye. Bye. Three, two, one, let's jam. Ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da.